Bombers. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Bombers. Show with former Chicago Bears nickelback DJ Moore. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Chris and DJ Show. I'm Chris Shanfell. He's former Chicago Bear himself, DJ Moore. And uh, we are here recapping the Chicago Bears loss. That's right, loss to the Minnesota Vikings, 19-13, to DJ. Bears have now dropped four in a row after the hot 5-1 and one start. And uh, now there's a lot of finger pointing. Obviously, Matt Nagy gave up the play calling. That was a big story of the weekend. And now Monday Night Football, Bill Lazor takes over against the Minnesota Vikings. And the offense didn't look much better. Again, the final score, 19-13. to and uh, that's with a kickoff return for a touchdown by Cordell Patterson coming out of the half to start the third quarter. Uh, yet another ugly performance by this offense, DJ. And I can already tell right now, uh, Matt Nagy, again, I mean, it seems like this has been a week-on-week basis. That, heat is, that, 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 that seat is hot for Matt Nagy, DJ. But uh, I got to say, after tonight, I think more people are looking towards Ryan Pace, the general manager, uh, for the uh, pieces that he had out there tonight. I think that I, mean, I think we have, you know, the pieces. Like, you see there's players that can play, but we're not putting them in positions to make plays. You have Cordell Patterson, and – He's a good runner. He ran a kickoff back. He ran really hard when he got the ball. But even the announcer, the announcer is saying it. Like, why are y'all so tight formation? Their corners are bad. They're playing cover two. And with cover two, all you really need to do is spread it out and just literally dink and dunk down the whole field because you can't cover the whole field with having two safeties deep like that. You know what I mean? So it's just – it's like I'm, I'm sitting there watching. Like I know the coverage, you know the safety's down, but he's not going to leave him out there by himself. So they're going to they're going to swap it off. And I'm thinking like we have to know this. You have to know going into the game that their DBs are awful, and they played cover to the entire game, and you can't get any. I mean, you can't get anything done. You can't run. It's two high safeties. There's a less one less cat in the box. But my big takeaway, it wasn't even none of that. Like, I expected that. You know what I mean? Like, even watching it, I turned it on. I'm watching it like, okay, I expect that. But watching Nagy walk on the side, he just, he, he you know who, he reminded me of um, 
Jay Cutler in the NFC Championship game when he kind of got hurt and was like, you know what, I'm good. I ain't going to help anybody out. He seemed like he thought that was the right thing to do. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pout under my mask, and he, you know, my man, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna look. I ain't gonna look at a sheet. Look like I'm trying to look at plays. Let me look like a head coach or something. You know what I mean? I could just feel it. Like, what are you? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to? What are you trying to prove in this point? So it, it was just, it was, it was frustrating. I thought they would use Patterson, but I thought like it's a mismatch. He's a receiver, like. Take them out of the backfield. Make them adjust to it. Be like, nah, we ain't going to do that. Um, it, <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain. Like, it's it's just hard to explain. Even though the score is closer, but it's like nobody was – you can – and I'm just watching it. You know what I mean? It just felt like nobody was interested in winning. It's like, eh, whatever. Except for Roquan Smith. I mean, Roquan Smith has had a hell of a season. I think he's on his way to having an all-pro season. He had a couple tackles for losses. He had a quarterback sack on the key third down on defense. Um, he's now uh, tied first in the NFL for tackle for losses with 14 on the year. Uh, before we go on any further, DJ, I, I want to give a quick shout-out uh, shout to my guy, Robert Robinson, at Rob Rob Graphics. He's, the, of course, the one that, that uh, you know, kind of uh, – uh, sparked this whole uh, the, the the new background, the the new graphic, the new intro that we have for the show. So uh, for anybody that uh, is looking for any graphic design work, any logos, anything like that, um, go ahead and give them a follow at Rob Rob Graphics. But back to the Bears game, uh, DJ. Uh, you know, so much focus was on the offense this week, especially after Matt Nagy dropped the bombshell. The offense play calling is going to Bill Lazor. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that at times you, you did see some different things. It, it was nice to see Lamar Miller finally uh, get back on the field after his horrific knee injury with the Houston Texans at the start of last season. I thought the undrafted rookie running back, Artavis Pierce, showed some, showed some things uh, when he had the ball in his hand. I, I thought that he at least had a little bit more burst than we've seen from any other running back on the Bears this season, not named Tariq Cohen. So that was nice to see. Um, but this offense didn't score any points. I mean, uh, it, it, the, 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 the 13 points that the Bears scored in this football game against the Minnesota Vikings all came from special teams. 13 points, a kickoff return from uh, Cordell Patterson, two field goals. Um, and, uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, three field goals make that. Um, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, two field goals. Okay, let me do my math. Uh, anyways, 19-13 final score, DJ. Uh, you know, so I, I mean, a lot of people thought that maybe this could spark something. There, there's a little bit in me that, that thought that maybe this could spark something on the offensive side of the football. At the end of the day, you got to work with the players that you have DJ. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say it, it all starts with that offensive line who I, I thought had a better game than they had a, a week ago against Tennessee. But when you have Nick Foles back there, man, he's a statue. It looks like he's got, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 bricks tied to his ankles at times. I mean, he cannot get away when that pass rush gets to him. Um, and, and, you know, you've seen at the end of the game, he took that hard hit and he leaves on the field uh, in, in a cart. Tyler Bray has to come and finish the football game. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 is this just what the Bears offense is at this point? I mean, Matt Nagy, well, it is. Is, right? the thing is, now Bill Lazor. 
Well, I think what, what happens is you have to just capitalize on your opportunities, all right? You struggle all game. Like, literally, there's a guy wide open run down the middle of the field, and you miss him. I mean, that's a game right there. Like, that's what football is. Like, I may struggle. You know what? Here's an opportunity to win the game. Touchdown. You win the game. All is well. You can go back and kind of figure it out. So let, let me see. Um, the difference between, like, now, last year, Nagy's first year was it seemed like – you would, you would make those plays or the defense would make those plays or somebody would stop somebody. And now that's not the case. At the end of the game, plays are not being made. I don't know why that is because in the NFL, that's what it's about. Like you're going to have tight games. It's going to be a tight game every week no matter what team you play. Um, from Carolina was a tight game to everybody, it's going to be a tight game. Can you make plays down the stretch? And of, of late, we're not making it. But now you can anticipate us not making it. Before it seemed like, you know what? Yeah, somebody's going to make a play. Or the defense is going to make a stop. But now you just feel it on the other side. You know what I mean? Like it's just Kirk Cousins is, is pumped up. Like, man, I don't know. He pumping his fist really, really hard. Because all he needs is a first down. Because if we punt it, they're not going to move the ball. And it's not because there's nobody out there who can run routes. You got speed. You got people who can catch. Is you're not you're not you're not designing plays for them to be open. The middle of the field is wide open, but you're not designing plays that way for some odd reason. Their DBs both are bad. So if it's covered two, what do you do? You can run a tight end up the middle, sit somebody down like right in the middle. It's an automatic five yards. Make their linebackers guard somebody. Spread them out five wide. If you can't run the ball, you just can't. The now, what did the announcer say? Like, they haven't been able to run the ball all year. I don't know what they're doing. This was his words. And then with my same thoughts, like, what are you doing, man? Like, when you go to practice, I know you want to run the ball. I know you want to establish a run. It's one of those quotes, like, we got to establish a run. You, but if you don't have it, you don't have it. Figure something else out. Like, you can't. It's just frustrating just to watch it. It's like, man, like, you got – you see Cordell go out the backfield, catch a nice little pass. It's like, okay, they could do that a lot. You can It's just a lot of ideas that you can have, and it's just like we don't have those ideas. Like, like what, where are we brainstorming at? Like, just don't – I hand you the job, and then you come in the room and say, let's try to do the exact same thing we did last week. Like, I don't know what the conversation is like. But it's like, it's Monday night, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just going ahead. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me soak. No, so again, this is another week where we're, you know, we're, we're high on the Bears defense. We're high on the Bears special teams. And, and the offense just yet again cannot get the job done. Again, every single point scored for the Bears tonight was off of special teams plays. Um, and this isn't some stellar Mike Zimmer coached Minnesota Vikings defense that we've seen in the past. This is probably the worst defense that he's had since he's been the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, DJ. And the Bears just weren't able to get anything started, um, both in the passing game, in the run, running game. I mean, this is a defense that allows uh, 120 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, I, I understand Bears haven't been able to run the ball all year long, but they were giving the, they were giving, uh, 
guys a, a chance, whether it's Cordell Patterson or Artavis Pierce. You, you've seen uh, Lamar Miller out there a couple of plays. So I, I understand why you want to try and go after it, especially with the new offense play caller. Maybe he thinks he could, uh, you know, uh, write, uh, draw some things up, but uh, they, they just weren't able to get anything started. Um, you know, you, you did have Cole Komet out there, and he made a nice grab there in the second quarter. My mistake. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think that pass was intended towards uh, Allen Robinson, and, and here's Cole Komet, and he comes down with the pass. So uh, that very easily could have uh, been intercepted. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was just an ugly showing yet again by the Chicago Bears. They dropped now four in a row to uh, to, to now go five and five on the season after starting the year off five and one. Minnesota has now won three in a row, all coming against NFC North opponents, the Packers, the Detroit Lions last week, and now the Chicago Bears. They seem to be on a roll now. And, uh, of course, the Bears now head into the bye week. DJ, but uh, you know, while I did give some praise to the defense and the special teams, well deserved. Um, Buster's screen didn't look too great out there, DJ. I mean, the, the first one you could kind of just say the first touchdown that he allowed to uh, Adam Thielen, you, you kind of say it was a, a really nice throw where Cousins put it to where only his receiver could get it, and of course uh, Thielen was able to to reel it in with just the one arm, one hand catch in the end zone. But the second play, Adam Thielen uh, really got the best out of Buster's screen. And, um, you know, DJ, you're wearing your number 30 jersey, man. I mean, I, I think maybe you could have given that one a better effort than Buster's screen. Well, it, it's hard, especially when you plan against – he's a top-notch receiver playing in the slot with a lot of space. Like he has a he has a two-way go. And because he has a two-way go, it's going to be hard. Now, even the announcer said you got to watch Thielen. You know what I mean? So again, that's not on him. That's on that's a Chuck thing. Like, hey Chuck, you got to call a play to where my their best player that they go to in the red zone isn't one on one with anybody. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be one on one with anybody. From I don't care who the player was. You know what I mean any corner that we had because you have so much space and all you got to do is make a move and you get it into the end zone. So. Man, if you give up a touchdown, but, I mean, you're not scoring a lot of points. Like, we have to – you have to score. And on defense, we can't say, well, okay, if if you give up any point, that's a problem. And that's kind of what we're going with the defense now. Like, you get the turnover. Well, we don't get points. You get a field goal. You know what I mean? And then, or you get a – or I try to get it back. Or something else happened. Or you get the, the muff punt. So everything, to me, is kind of going in this route to where it's just – it, it was going to end up like this. And over the over the bye week, it's going to be a lot of talk. I'm assuming I'm assuming your boy is going to be the star when he when we come back, right? So cause even if Nick Fault isn't isn't like severely hurt, if you get caught off, you have something has to be wrong. Um so I'm assuming, you know what I mean, he's gonna get another chance, but again. It just hard. It's it's hard to fathom like what we would do differently than we did before. Like it's just like you have a tight end. You have another good young tight end. Like you could have two tight end sets. You can help if you want to run those plays down the field. For some odd reason, it seems like every route you run is 12, 15 yards. That takes time. 
Nick Foles, Nick, Nick Foles ain't gonna buy that time for you to actually do that. Or we're running deep with one receiver. They're playing two, but it's like double covered on the receivers. Um, I think we was going down towards the end zone when we did the rollout play. We had one going deep, one going in the corner. Like um, they're going to the same place. It's like eight people over there. Like it was just like like we didn't get how to make football easier. And when you when you prepare all week for somebody to to play against, you make the plays easier for the players to like look. If you're here, you can make a play. Or if I see you make a play, oh, you know what? We can go back to it. It's like, you know what? Let's like we're gonna just call plays just to call them, I guess. Like you see them in cover two. You go into halftime, you see that the guys coming, they're not blitzing you, they're dropping out. They're not gonna leave the guys one-on-one ever. So when they faking, you know it's not true. But it still seemed like we were still getting confused by that too. So it was it it just didn't it did it wasn't good. Honestly, it wasn't good all the right. Now the defense is the defense. You he's a top nine. I think he started to get going at the end, and it seemed like we were just more of like, you know what, the offense ain't doing nothing, so it's whatever. Um, but for the most part, I mean you don't score over twenty. I mean, it's, it's it's hard, man. Well, especially when I mean you're, you're, and what's frustrating is when the other team doesn't score more than twenty and you still lose. That that's the that's the big thing for me. Is uh, I mean, yeah, I mean you're you're probably gonna lose a football game if you don't score twenty points. Minnesota Vikings only scored nineteen points, but uh, you know, again, I I, I mean. You're going against the league's leading rusher, and uh, once Akeem Hicks, Akeem Hicks did go down with an injury in the second half, and once he went down, uh, you've seen the Minnesota Vikings really start to feed Dalvin Cook, and that's when he was able to kind of get on a roll. He did finish the game with 94 rushing yards. He had a couple of receptions as well out of the backfield. Um, Dalvin Cook uh, currently still leads the NFL in rushing yards, and um, again, he's a player that's playing at the top of his game right now as the team is uh, playing their best football of the season. Um, I think it needs to, uh, needs to be said, Khalil Mack drops back in coverage. That's normally uh, a lot of fans are, are kind of pulling the hair out of their uh, skull when they see Khalil Mack uh, drop back into coverage. Uh, this time he's actually able to come up with an interception um, right before the two-minute warning in the second quarter, right before halftime. Uh, they had to settle for a field goal, of course. So they go into halftime with a uh, only down by one, uh, down seven to six. And then, of course, coming out of halftime, that's when Cordero Patterson was able to return that 104-yard kickoff uh, for a touchdown, kind of, of course. Anytime anybody returns a kick or a punt return, it always brings back memories of Devin Hester, uh, DJ. Uh, you know, for you being a former teammate of Devin, I mean, w- when you think of, uh, kickoff punt returns, DJ. What's the first one that comes to mind? Um, from with Hesse, well, I was always a really big Hesse fan. Um, in high school, like I wanted to like be this cat, and I used to watch him at Miami. So before my like high school games, I used to always watch his punt returns all the time. And I was returning all of them. They wouldn't even kick to me no more. But it was one in particular where he played against Duke, and he just, like, ran around. It seemed like for 30 minutes and then, like, went down the sideline. So I had, like, a dream that, like, I had a punt return and he had a punt return that looked really similar. So when I – um, 
So I catch the punt, like they they kick it straight in the air. I run and get it, and I I automatically turn around and run like to the fifty. I like lose forty yards automatic, and I'm just running around. It's about to happen, and then I did some, and then I'm about to break loose, and then the guy like hit my leg, and I trip up, and I'm like, ah, and I lose. They played on the news or something, but I lost like thirty yards or something. So that was mine for him. When I when I got there, I think it was just. I don't know. I think all it just seemed like it was just it just happened so much. You just expected, you know what I mean? Um, and it it was one of those things where like you just when you always needed something. It's like oh here it is. Oh you need something? Here here it go again. You know what I mean? So that's how it was as a fan man. You're the yeah. soldier boy, crank that Superman, uh, uh, playing in, in the background, and, and you knew uh, you know Hester was going to get the ball in his hands and. You know, we, we've said it quite a few times. I mean, uh, Tariq Cohen is a similar player where uh, – now, I'm not comparing the two, but he's a similar player where when he gets the ball in his hands, you think he can take it to the house uh, in any uh, which way, any fashion, uh, whether that's offense or special teams. But, uh, you know, speaking of special teams, Dwayne Harris, he had a muffed punt in the second half. Uh, Minnesota actually went on to recover that, and uh, I believe they actually went on to score the touchdown. Um, following that play. But anyways, um, <clears throat> he went down with an injury. Anthony Miller goes in at punt returner, DJ, and he kind of flashed. I mean, uh, he had a pretty nice uh, punt return for uh, 22, uh, 32 yards, excuse me. And, uh, you know, people were starting to question, all right, well, you, you already brought in Ted Ginn and he's already out of here. That's when they decided to bring in Dwayne Harris. He has the muff punt. He goes down with an injury now. Some are kind of thinking maybe that's Anthony Miller's job now. That was probably the best play. Uh, not not seriously. He did have a game-winning touchdown against uh, Atlanta, but that's one of the better plays that Anthony Miller has had this season. He had another uh, rough night, two receptions, 28 yards. He had a catch in the first half that looked like it could have been uh, a touchdown. If not, he would have been down around the five-yard line. Um, <clears throat> I think that's more so a Nick Foles overthrow than it was an Anthony Miller drop. but. He did get his hands on the ball, so if you get your hands on the ball, a lot of people expect you to come oh, down. Oh, man. Goodness um, gracious. <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, but, I mean, that, that's been the story, though, of this uh, of this offense, DJ. But if there's one underlying, um, one, 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 one good moment in this game, DJ, Cairo Santos, two for two for field goals. He seems to have, uh, you know, Bears have seemed to have found their field goal kicker at least for the future or the near future, at least, um, you know, but, but, you know, now it's, all right, do we, you know, does it really matter? Probably not. Would have been nice if we had this guy a couple years ago. <laughs> well, my thing is, and I can pose this question to you is that, so where do we go from here? Like, okay. Offensively, where do we go? Um, defen defensively, honestly, where do you go if, if Kim Hicks is out or if, we're losing games where we're not in playoff contention. Do we keep playing? Like, where where do we go from here? Like, what is it, five and five now? Yeah, uh, five and five. We, how, what is it, three-game losing or four-game losing streak? Three. They're on four now. Four-game four, four losing streak. There's a bye week. All right? So where do we go from here? So first, where do we go as the head coach? And then as a GM, like, what's that conversation look like going forward? For I don't know, from 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 top down. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. What does that look like? 
All right, so quickly, Cairo Santos, he's made 14 straight field goals. He's 17 for 19 this season. That's probably the best since Robbie Gold has been here kicking field goals for the Bears. But anyways, to answer your question, DJ, I mean, uh, it, it's really tough to say. I mean, even if the organization wants to start tanking per se, I think this the, the players on this roster, you're, you're not going to find a single player that's going to buy into tanking so they can get a better draft pick what? or anything like that. I mean, these guys are still playing for their job. No, 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 no. I'm not saying tank. I'm just saying, like, where did you go? You know what I mean? Because you're going to have a conversation with your team and you're going to say something. Like, this is a bye week. We're five and five. It's halfway through the season. This is a playoff stretch. Like, where do we go? Like, how do we write this shit? Because tanking was, I mean, you do that at the beginning of the season. If you win in five games, you ain't tanking. You just, you just wasting your time. You got, you got to win like one game or two games, right? Um, if you're gonna do that, um, so like, where do you, what, what, are, what are you going to say? What are you saying to your team? You're Matt Nagy. You're in the bye week. What are you saying? Well, I'll tell you what. The first person I'm looking over to is Mitch Trubisky. Hey. You know what? You want another chance? We'll give you another chance. Nick Foles is now down with an injury. It makes it easier to go back to Trubisky. Even Nagy, you know, Nagy being uh, Nick Foles being Nagy's guy, the guy that he brought in this offseason, the guy that challenged Mitch Trubisky, he struggled. Now he's down with an injury. It's a perfect time to go back to Mitch Trubisky and see if, all right, we thought maybe the competition in the offseason would be able to strike something in Mitch Trubisky. Obviously, that didn't. He didn't play great football to start the year. Yeah, he's 3-0 and as a starter, but I, we all know that that's more so because of the defense. And then, really, he wouldn't have came back in the second half and beaten the Atlanta Falcons in that game. That, that was because of Nick Foles and, I don't know. I don't and, and the stellar play of him. But, anyways, my first thing, if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky. If I'm Ryan Pace, I'm looking at Matt Nagy, uh, looking at Mitch Trubisky because, uh, you know, I, obviously he gives them a much better chance to win than Tyler Bray. Um, I, I don't know. Seeing Nick Foles again, for those out there that maybe you missed the game, maybe you didn't watch it uh, all the way to the end. Nick Foles was carted off the field with under a minute to go in the game. Looked like a collarbone, maybe shoulder to me, but I kind of found it odd that he couldn't walk it off. But I, I don't know. Maybe it was something even more severe. I'm not too sure on that. But uh, Nick uh, Matt Nagy was asked, uh, and he said that there's a possibility that Mitch Trubisky will be back after the bye week, but he doesn't know for sure. But yet. DJ, I mean, this team is five and five. Um, I think the roster overall, they, they have dealt with some key injuries. They did get Cody Whitehair uh, back out there, though. But um, I think the roster overall is still good enough to compete for a playoff spot, especially seeing as they added that extra playoff team to each conference this season. So instead of there being six playoff teams, there's now seven. Um, you're five and five. You started the year five and one. I mean, you got to talk these guys up into still competing. And, and you know, um, if I'm looking at anybody on the defensive side of the football, it's Robert Quinn. Where have you been at, man? You're, you're the big time free agent signing, um, seventy million dollar uh, deal over five years. Uh, you know, we got rid of Leonard Floyd to sign you in in free agency. Leonard Floyd yesterday was a key reason why the LA Rams were able to defeat the Seattle Seahawks. He had three sacks and a fumble recovery. He's actually got seven sacks on the season for the Rams. That's his career high uh, tied from his uh, rookie season with the Bears. So I, I, I got my eyes on Mitch Trubisky. I also got my eyes on Robert Quinn, if I'm Matt Nagy and this coaching staff. And I'm telling them, let's ride this ship. I mean, the, you're five and five, you're 500. There's still a chance 
you got some tough teams in the NFC. I mean, Arizona pulled out a key victory to go six and three now on the season uh, against the Buffalo Bills in the last second, uh, uh, Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins, which probably the play of the year as of right now, probably the play of the year if we revisit this conversation uh, at week, uh, week 17. But uh, this is a, you know, nothing's going to be handed to you. you. You had a great start to the season. A lot of people were doubting you. A lot of people were t- uh, saying that you guys are not a legit contender in the NFC despite being five and one. And now you're kind of proving them right. You dropped four in a row. You're five and five. Let's prove the haters wrong. Let's, 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 you know, Mitch Trubisky, get back out there and, and let's, uh, Let's revive your career, even if you're you're not back with this franchise next season. Robert Quinn, where have you been at? Let's start earning that paycheck, Quinn, 94. I mean, uh, I don't even recall hearing his name until about the last two minutes in the game, DJ. So I think that's kind of where I'm going at. If I'm this coaching staff, those are kind of the two key players I'm looking at um, <clears throat> after this bye week. Yeah, and for me, it's just about energy. Um and, and I think you got to start with him. Or if I'm the coach, start with me. Like he's he's always had like that energy where it's like it's contagious. But today, and I think doing this losing streak, it hasn't been that. It hasn't been like that. Like I'm the leader. Let let me be energized and you be energized. Now I don't know what he's doing at practice or in the film room. Was he bringing that energy? But you don't see it. And to me, you don't see it with the players either. Like at the end of the game, even though. You had time. It's just like, man, I'm gonna run these routes, or Allen Robinson run the route, and then every time he get done with a route, what are you doing? He just look like they're shaking his head. You know what I mean? So it's that it's that type of energy that, as a head coach, I gotta address and be like, hey, um, I understand you to start receiver, whatever. Like I need you to show, be a little more positive, right? Because everybody's gonna look to you, and I want I'm gonna do the same thing. Like I need everybody to be bought into the energy of it. And especially now when you don't have fans to feed off of. Like towards the end of the game, you might have had a little more juice because you'd have somebody yelling in your favor and you made a bit, you might be able to do something. But especially when you don't have fans, like you have to you have to vibe off of each other more than anything. So you you have to, they gotta figure out a, a way to just come together and just just have energy, just look look like look like you love it because right now if you're looking on the sideline from coaches to everybody everybody's just so stressed we look like mr biscuit did last year just stressed out every time you throw a pass every time you call a play everybody just look just just stressed out oh well, you're not getting sacks or you're not doing this or you're not doing this and then all of a sudden it's like we almost out of the playoff huh because when you look at it it's like Six and three, six and three, seven and three. If they, if one of them lose, the other one get the wild card. If one of them lose, so it seems like man, and Minnesota got you know they beat everybody in the division already. So it's like they a leg up on some folks. So it's it's an uphill battle, man. And after this bye week, it's just you gotta essentially you gotta win them all. Just about. Yeah, I mean uh, Minnesota now they they've won three in a row. Those three wins coming from uh, NFC North opponents green bay detroit now chicago and now they find themselves back uh just half a game from the bears um after this uh this defeat now to the chicago bears dj uh you know if you're a player 
on this team. You start five and one, and, and now you're five and five. You drop four in a row, and, and now you're heading into the bye. I mean, is there anything worse heading into the bye week on a losing streak, uh, DJ? I mean, uh, is that kind of – how big would it have been if the Bears were able to pull out this victory heading into the bye week? Um, I, I think it just – it would have been big as far as playoff seating, I think. And positioning yourself to set yourself up to be in the playoffs potentially, but really, um, I think it would have been the same either way um, because everything is about the offense. So no matter what happened today, it was like you know what, the offense is struggling. So we have you know two weeks to figure that out. We got two weeks to say you know what, let's we got we got to get people healthy, um, and then something has something has to give. If I'm Ryan Pace, I got to go and find like an extra running back, another backup quarterback, or somebody who can punt and throw something. Like you just and that's the big thing. And to me, that's what makes it so stressful too. It's just like, okay, we got to figure it out. But the last two and a half years, we ain't figured it out. But now we got to go back to the drawing board and and figure it out. Because if I gave you the play calling duties and we don't score, but what is that, six points or whatever? Or uh, no touchdowns at all. I said, do I get it back now? Do I wait? Because if I'm the head coach who I'm, I'm making my name because I'm the play caller, like, like I'm gonna call plays. I'm going to limb, go out of go out of my comfort zone. I'm not gonna do the same exact thing that I always do. I can't run it, but somehow reason I'm running the stretch left and right, and they're getting me for a minus three yards. It doesn't make sense. Don't do it. Like I'm gonna just do something different. If the, the, the if the um everybody is in tight on the formation, you know what? We gonna we gonna change it up. We gonna we gonna get it fast paced. We gonna go slow. All right. We've seen this working this league. We've seen the Tom Brady's of the world and the Patriots have no players out there. It seemed like, and they would go up tempo. They would go a bunch. They would do this. They would do motions. Like it, it, to me, it seems like there's only a couple teams that like get it. Like oh you. Well, I'm struggling in this area. Let me let me try something new. But everybody else, is, again, everybody else is real stubborn. My plays are going to work because my plays are beautiful. I drew them up. This is what it is. I'm not doing anything else. And right now, we ain't did anything else since since that first year and that, that double doink where we didn't score with 13 points then. And essentially, that's what we're scoring now. So, I mean, we gotta you got to figure it out. And you, you literally got to just – Go down and watch film and say, "What am I doing wrong? I got, I got players. I'm watching Miller run through the middle of the field past people. Like I'm watching it. So if he did it, then he could have been doing it all game. But you're not sending him there, though. But you got everybody on the outside and foes is looking to the outside. There's nobody there. Like what are you? What are you? What are you doing? You know? So. Yeah, and you know, just to make matters worse, I mean, I'll throw out some numbers out there. To, to just prove how bad this offense has been, DJ. I mean, in the second half of this game against the Vikings, DJ, the Bears offense only had 22 yards. Um, in the game, in the entire game, uh, they only threw for 108 passing yards. Uh, Vikings rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson hauled in eight receptions for 135 yards just himself alone. So he alone had more yards than the entire Bears uh, wide receivers uh, in a hole. So, uh, I mean, if that, I mean, and this isn't, again, this is not some 
spectacular offense. This is not some spectacular football team that the Bears just lost to uh, in the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, they're on a three-game winning streak now, and, and as they say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, DJ, and uh, the Bears started five and one. Now here they are. They dropped the last four, and uh, they're, they're five and five, just a half a game ahead of the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC North Division. Uh, Green Bay has begun uh, running away with the NFC North. It seems like after a victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday at Lambeau Field. Um, so if the Bears want any chance of getting into the playoffs, it's going to have to be in the wild card. Uh, round as it looks and if that they'll even be lucky at this rate I mean their their chances are just uh free falling um <clears throat> after the bye week DJ they do take on the Green Bay Packers another primetime football game uh again I mean it, it just goes to show you how crucial tonight's game would have been I mean uh, on our last show I, I said it I think that this was Matt Nagy's most important uh, game uh, since that playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles his first year here in Chicago and uh, you know that one obviously didn't work out in his favor either um, how you know it, w would you say that this game kind of uh, w was up to that magnitude um I don't, well I don't think so I think that it would have been good to win because we're losing we've been losing um, you know making the fourth game in a row because um, I don't I don't think he's on the hot seat to where it's like, you know what, you'll be gone tomorrow. Now, again, this is the NFL. Um, but I, I just don't see him on that seat yet because of I think once you get to the playoffs, it just buys you a little bit of time. Um, but I think it, it is going in that direction. Um, so, but again, it can, you know, I mean, you can wake up tomorrow and be like, he's gone and be like, oh. That's interesting. But normally the bad organization isn't like that. That's that's like a Jerry Jones type thing. Like, what happened? Oh, I love him. And then tomorrow he's gone. Like, oh, I lied. You know what I mean? So it's just going to be in. I think the, after the bye week, um, coming out against Green Bay, and I don't think Green Bay, had, their defense hasn't been all of that good either. Um, and especially if the defense holds Aaron Rodgers back like they been doing these last couple of years under Nagy, and then you come out and struggle and you can't get points on the board. It's just you have to start thinking to the future then. It's like, you know what, if you're not the one that's going to get this offense on track, we have to find that person. Because on defense, it's everybody who's came through. The defense has normally been on track. Now, there was one time where it was kind of like, ooh, that looks a little shaky. But for the most part, no matter what defense you run, and the defense is on point, all right? But we got to figure out somebody who can get the offense the first year and then build on that. So you had guys that come. Okay, the first year was good. Trash, you know what I mean? So it, does the NFL swallow people up, or can you kind of figure out, figure your way around it? So, again, there's a lot of young coaches out there, college coaches it seems like that are having a lot of success because there's imp they're implementing the college offense that, a lot of people say, you know, it don't work in the NFL. It works a lot, like a lot, a lot. And all it is is you, you getting your athletes in space. And if you have athletes in space, that is a problem for a lot of people. So, again, I, I, I guess it, it really it really it just really depends. Um, but it, it's for sure. He um, I think that this Green Bay game is going to be after about what you have to show something. Oh, I think people will start talking in that direction. 
because I think if you lose the Green Bay game, instead of you being like the traditional eight and eight or nine and seven, you seem like you could be like five games in a row, six games in a row. And this one is like, you know what? There's something has to change when it's like that. It's like like somebody's lost something. And at this point, it seems like he's losing control of the car. And if he after the bye week, like even if you don't make the play, like you're gonna have to win some games. You can't just let Jesus take the wheel. Like, don't do that because you'll be gone. Because I mean, the, especially with the the fans and the media and stuff in Chicago. I mean, it's it's heavy on them. I'm sure. Like, it's heavy. I, you you in quarantine? When you go home, that's all you. That's all you hear. You, hey man, nigga, you suck. Oh Lord, like it it weigh on you, man. Like it weighs. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, Matt Nagy did the unthinkable. He gave up the offensive play calling Friday afternoon. He made the announcement, DJ, and, again, it didn't look that much different. Didn't look, didn't look better. That's, didn't look better. The, that's the thing. Like, you give it up on Friday. We practice all week. So you telling me that you gave it up on Friday, like, oh, is it Sunday? We're not going to really practice on Saturday. It's kind of a walkthrough. Like, you've already run over the stuff. Like you telling me you giving me the play calls to what your plays? Because you haven't given me time to practice. We the hard practices have already happened. We've already put the play thing. We already put it in. So if the game plan is in, but I'm not like the head like say so guy about the game plan, then it's it's not me calling the play. It's, those are your plays. Right, and, and it was weird timing, no doubt about it. So my my thing is, does does Nagy take over the play calling once again? Does he? Let Bill Lazor get a couple more weeks in. Does, 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 he hand, does he hand it off to John Filippo, who, of course, former offense coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, former offense coordinator of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And actually, he was brought in here to interview as head coach uh, the year that they decided to hire Matt Nagy. Um, you know, so they got him on the on the coaching staff as well. I, I don't know. I mean, Matt Nagy's comments, like you said, weird timing Friday, last time the the media meets with the coaching staff uh, before the game and he decides to come out and, and make that announcement. You, you wonder, did, did, did he make that decision? Was, was that already intact early in the week or, or did he make that decision right then and there? Um, but, but his comments, he, he didn't sound too committed to just, you know, giving the rest of the season or the next, even the next few, few weeks to Bill Lazor calling offensive plays. It, it sounded like a game by game situation. Yeah, I mean, to me, I I would, man. Like, I understand I'm struggling. This is my this is my school. Like, this is my job. Like, I'm not gonna let you drive a car when I'm when when I know you don't have your license, man. Like, I'm not gonna let you do that. And and we just we about to merge in the traffic for the first time. Mm-mm. We ain't doing that. So my thing is like, I understand that you're struggling or you're not figuring it out or there's an offensive line problem or this. Figure out what you're good at. Figure out what I can do to combat what other people are not good at. If the guy on the left can't run block, then let have him short set. We're going to do passes. We're going to have people in every situation. We're going to have people out there. All right? Um, if, if Like if Trubisky come back, uh, if he's not good with reading a lot of stuff, man, spread it out. Go empty. If anybody runs the ball, it'll be him. Everybody else will be spread out. If anybody blitz, he got to take care of it. He got to get it away because, again, if you blitz, there should be somebody else. Like, figure something, do something different. Don't go into a bye week and say, oh, we're going to change and then come out and do the same thing. Just try. 
And if you tell me, if you show me personally anyway, like it don't really matter. I got this jersey on because I'm a fan. Just show me you try. That's it. But the only way you try is you try. You got to do it new, man. You can't. You got an old lady, man. You, you ain't married yet, right? Nah, nah. Oh, okay, yeah. See, if you get an old lady and you mess up one time, man, you be like, and she's like, oh, yeah, what you do? Oh, you did it again? And you had a bye week, and then you you did something else again? Like, no, 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 no. You have to fully change. I'm, I'm telling you, if you fully change, or if she see you trying, she going to dig it, man. Now, eventually, she wants you to convert. <laughs> but if you trying, man, that's, that's all you want to see, because the plays just look the same. Everything looked the same. He's sitting back there like a statue, like, why did he have to move in the pocket to wait on a, a throw? Um, even at the end, where he had to run out the pocket and throw it down the field, it's like he had to wait on that because he couldn't sit in the pocket and wait on that long pass that long. Like we knew that DBs were bad. Just run deep and throw it up. Allen Robinson catches everything. But, again, you got him on the outside. They can double team. You got to know my star receiver. Move him in the slot. Can you double team him in the slot? No, nah, you can't. Like it's just it's a lot of ways that you can go about doing stuff, and we didn't go about it. So no, and the, the Bears lose nineteen to thirteen. DJ, and before we wrap it up, I do want to uh, you know focus on some of the bright spots. Obviously, that's coming from the defense side of the football, DJ. And um, how about Kyle Fuller, man? I mean, this this, this is a guy I tweeted during the game. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that former first round pick out of Virginia Tech. Um, you know, really, really good start to his Bears career. First three, four games in his career, he had a two interception game against um, what was then the red hot Colin Kaepernick, San Francisco 49ers team on a primetime game. Um, but then from there, it really went downhill. He uh, suffered a knee injury. The, the, the coaching staff, it was the John Fox coaching staff, Vic Fangio. Uh, they even questioned his love for the game. Uh, he was kind of in Vic Fangio's doghouse. Uh, for like a season and a half, uh, you know, he, he was even behind. Um, I think the cornerbacks were uh, Prince of Mukamara, and it was a free agent pickup from the Arizona Cardinals. Ended up getting um, burned against the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, which resulted in um, him being cut. Uh, and then Fuller gets another opportunity. And now we're looking at one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL, I think, hands down. And, and uh, you know, he, he's made a Pro Bowl, a, a couple of Pro Bowls, I believe. And I, I think, you know, I mentioned Roquan Smith is having an all-pro year. I think Kyle Fuller could be in that similar discussion. Obviously, he's not getting the interceptions, and, and maybe that's going to be something that holds him back in those uh, votes. But, uh, you know, you, you think about where he came from to where he is now being, I, I think, uh, hands down a top 10 cornerback in the league. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, he had yet another, uh, seller game and I don't think he's had a bad game yet this season. Yeah. But at, at corner and he has been good, um, plays off coverage real well, reads routes real well. Um, I'm assuming once he get a little bit old, he'll, he'll be one of those players that convert to safety really easy because he just understands, um, the game of football. But again, everything is predicated off your defensive line, even though they're not getting sacks. The, the 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 quarterback knows they're coming, so everything is coming out real fast. You ain't got to second guess anything. So at corner, like he is doing fine. You just got to go up there and you know pat your pat your guys on the butt, be like appreciate it, because it's just like no matter if I get sacks or not, like they will not have time. And you can just see the bullets flying. 
And Vikings weren't even trying. Like, I'm we're not going down the field. We're not, we're not doing that. Um, so but I mean he has been playing well, but again, it's one of those things where it just works out for you. Um, you get in the doghouse and then another player gets burnt, and then you get another opportunity, you cash in on it. Now, does it happen like that all the time? No, man. Sometimes that will, you know, crack your spirit a little bit. But again, he stuck with it, man. He's doing fine. So, um, but again, if he ain't not hit pick six, and we we seem like we ain't gonna score no points. And you know, we we all love Eddie Jackson, one of the better safeties in the NFL. But uh, a, a hot topic that has really come into uh, to discussion, especially this season. Um, you know, th- there was. There were some conversations about it last year as well, DJ, but his tackling, and, and you've seen it quite a few times out there this this evening, um, not the greatest tackler, man. I mean, uh, when the ball's in the air and the ball's thrown his way, there's a good chance that he, he might just come down with it and intercept it. But, but when it comes down to the, uh, you know, the, the physicality side of the safety position, um, Eddie Jackson, not the greatest. Well, I mean, that to be honest with you, and I ain't going to say that ain't his job, but that ain't his job. <laughs> I mean, it just ain't like even back when he was in college. What did he do? Like, he picked balls off, take them to the end zone. He ran back punts or kickoffs. Like, he's an offensive player who plays defense. And what he does is he's gonna make sure if you put the ball in the air, I'm gonna make sure you pay for it. Now you gonna miss tackles, you gonna miss them. If you tackling people in the open field by yourself in the NFL, you a stud. You just don't do that. Like, my thing is, as long as nobody's beating you over top and you're making a play that you need to make, yes, are you going to miss some tackles? Yes. When you get paid a little more money, do you miss even more tackles? Probably so. Um, But, again, I mean, he's never been that form of a player. That's why the other guy's always the hammer. The other guy's always the guy that's going to come down and, like, hit people. Like, you're the Ed Reed type. And now Ed Reed will tackle you, but it's just like, I would rather pick it off if I could. Because, again, if I – if I get my hands on the ball, I know, listen, there could be a touchdown or oh, that's a turnover. Like, we need that. Now, again, you're going to miss some tackles, but they scored 19 points. How many tackles did you miss? Eh, you miss enough. I mean, it's just it's 19 points. Um, so, but he got paid, so you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna chill with him for a little while. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'll live with it, no doubt about it. And actually, this right here, Chicago Bears safety, Eddie Jackson, said that too many players on the team have their own uh, – have their head down – uh, when they go to the sideline, Jackson says that uh, players need to be uh, more accountable. And uh, he said, quote, we've got to change our unit, uh, our attitude as a unit. So that kind of goes to what you were saying, kind of like Allen Robinson there towards uh, late in the game. I think it was a pass that Tyler Bray threw uh, right out of bounds. And you see him jogging back to the line of scrimmage, shaking his head. Um, not very. Yeah, happy. Do but it seems like it's all game. Like other games is like that. Like, let me shake my head. Like everybody's same down. Like. The energy isn't up. Like you can't club dub when they when they when they when they watching throwing your head in the tub. That rhyme, right? Dub and tub. Yeah. So yeah, he got to sit. But again, the bye week you figure it out. You have you know a conversation. Some players will step up and talk as as they always do. I don't know who those players will be. Probably Trevathan seems like a talkative guy. Where he gets you rah rah up. Um, so it can be anybody. Now, for us, whenever we were struggling, Erlacher would talk. And he didn't give good speeches, but he did. He never talked. You know what I mean? So when he talked, it meant something. Like, he was just like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's talking. 
Like, you got to do something because he don't say anything. Like, he's talking to the team and he don't say nothing. Like, there's a, there's a problem. Um, when I was in Carolina with Steve Smith, now he talked all the time. But, again, um, it, was a, it was a similar situation like this. We were, I think, it was my my first year after the Bears. It was, like, I think two and four. Say, listen, the coaches don't – man, the coaches are going to be here. Or they're going to find a new job. He said there are going to be a lot of y'all who are not going to find a job. going to be a lot of y'all going to be out on the street. Like, listen, you can control that. Because if the coaches don't get fired, most of y'all will stay here. And then after that game, because he was talking about, I think, the GM, like the GM don't like him. The GM didn't like him at all either, like did not like him. And the, you can see the GM over there watching them talk to us like he did. It was all get them into. And we said that they turned it turned it around. Um, I think went like 12 and 4. That's something might have been the year they made it to the Super Bowl, man. But again, you know what I mean? So you have you have those situations, and you're gonna have people talk. You have everybody in line. Ain't no telling what it'll be. Cause you can be in a boat like Minnesota where it's like, oh, you was losing, and then all of a sudden you're winning. It's just are they a better team than they was before? I don't think so. Are they a better team than us? I didn't think so, even watching today. I mean, they didn't do anything that – I mean, your, your, your star player really couldn't get going. You just have to be able to put points on the board. So, we'll, either you'll figure it out or you'll be talking about pace and nagging in the draft and who you're going to get and what quarterback is going to be. Are you going to trade up, trade back? And then you get into a situation where I got a defensive end that I'm paying high, another one. But man, I need points, though. I need points. It's an offense. I look around like I got a corner. I can throw him in the mix. Like everything started to get through on the table then. Like you just never know, man. It's an offensive league, DJ. And to make matters worse, not only do the Bears drop four in a row now after this loss to Minnesota, but they, uh, they hand Kirk Cousins his very first uh, primetime victory or at least his very first uh, Monday night football victory. He was 0-9 heading into tonight's game. Uh, Matt Nagy says it's a right hip or a leg injury for Nick Foles, so uh, obviously not sounding very good, but we don't have too much more information on that. He was carted off the field late in the game, DJ. Uh, DJ, Bears lose 19-13. to uh, again, an ugly performance, uh, not a single point scored by the offense, not a touchdown, a uh, two field goals and a kickoff return for a touchdown by Cordell Patterson. Um, you know, disappointing game, no doubt about it. They now drop four in a row. Uh, they fall. They fall to five and five after starting the year off five and one. DJ, any uh, any uh, final comments before we wrap the show up? Oh yeah, man. Um, just try. Um, the game close. Try the game out of hand. Try just try. And as a fan, I just want to see you try. From coaching staff to the players to the chain people, you don't want the chain people running around lazy, never getting a chain set. Like everybody, you just need everybody in the organization to make sure they try. And we try, and I'll try at the same time and figure it out. Well, I hope it's that easy. It's 11-11 here in Chicago, DJ. That's the time where everybody's supposed to make a wish. So if there's a time to make a wish, it, it it's a, uh, for this yeah, team. That's a real thing. <laughs> that's what that's what the cool oh. kids say. That's what the cool kids say. Eleven, eleven, make a wish. So uh, hopefully the Bears can turn things oh. around. I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, especially the way this season started. They were lucky to be five and one to start the year. I mean, they were lucky to be three and zero oh 
to start the year. I mean, they, they very could have easily been 0-3, um, losing to the Lions, Giants, and Falcons to start the season, but that wasn't the case. So they're lucky to be where they're at right now. Yes, uh, you know, you, you kind of look back and say, man, if they would have done this, if they would connect on this play, they could have won the game, but they didn't. And uh, now here we are. Uh, Nick Foles had to leave the game on a on a cart, and uh, Tyler Bray had to finish the game at quarterback. We'll see if uh, Mitch Trubisky could suit up, and, and maybe he'll be active uh, for the game against Green Bay after the bye week. Maybe Nick Foles is back out there. I don't know, but it's not looking too promising. Um, anyways, Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings, nineteen to thirteen. They fall to five and five. Minnesota's only half a game back. Uh, in the division, as is Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, as well. They're also four, uh, four and five, uh, as they had their bye week a couple weeks ago. So uh, NFC North, it's really getting close with those uh, three teams: Vikings, Bears, and Lions. Detroit is up top at seven and two on the year. Um, DJ, appreciate you taking the time as always, man. I know it was a late one, but uh, appreciate you uh, staying up and. Uh, joining the show, uh, st- uh, sticking up uh, through through the uh, entire football game. I know it was a rough one rough one for uh, the viewers out there, but uh, unfortunately uh, the Bears were in it until the very end, but they could not pull it out. 19-13 to 13 loss, four in a row uh, they've lost, and uh, now they go on the bye week. So, uh, DJ, any final words for the listeners out there? No, man, that's about it, big fella. Do your homework. Turn it in. You'll get a zero if you don't. All right, there you go. You got you got that advice from the science teacher, former Bear himself, DJ Moore. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, and uh, hope you enjoyed. Hopefully, there's better days ahead for the uh, for the beloved monsters of the Midway. Until next time, everybody. Take care.